toys, you'll never outgrow us. Each sold separately. I like those odds. Welcome to another multiple vaxxed episode of Where the Toys Are. I'm your co-host, Brent St. James. I'm Where the Toys Are on Instagram. And this is Sam Super, the Grill Gangoo, the audio tourist on Instagram. What's going on, Brent? Nothing. What's happening, Sammy? Oh, you know, just another another day out here. Just on, having a little puffy. On these streets. Um, it's been a long week, been a long day. Got some new things going on in my personal life. Uh, trying to clean it up a little bit, Brett. Well. I'm finally using my mom's... Uh, the inherited, <laughs> the inherited uh, treadmill. The good old treadmill. Oh man, it's been awesome. Uh, it's really funny because it like it fits in the toy room, and uh, I, I'd be running on that treadmill, listening running to, to the toys. Yeah, it's, here I come, baby. It, it's funny. I've I just been enjoying it. It's it's been a good good part of my routine. You know, just get up there and just you know wearing a pair of you know boxer shorts and some running shoes, Love and it. running, running, running. Uh, paint a lens into it too. It's just it's just nice because uh, you know going out and working out at gyms seems like a real pain in the ass these yeah, days. Just not a thing. Yeah. So that's been good. And um, I don't know. There's been a lot going on. Book of Boba Fett ended. Waiting yep. for the next Star Wars thing. Obi Wan coming up soon in May. Yeah. A lot of good announcements of things on the horizon. What's up with Star Wars celebration? What's up with Star Wars celebration? It's still happening, huh? Um, Isn't it like next month? I don't know. Um, I'm going to say that I think it is coming up real soon. I'm not going, obviously. Well, yeah, we're not going. I mean, I, I thought you were. No, man. I, it, it's funny. I, oh. I was going to go. And then after the pandemic happened and they kept pushing it back, I'm like, it just, I, it, it would it have been comparable like going to Disneyland. Dunking the money wise, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Which is a pain Probably in the butt. Probably worse. But it looks like it's happening May 26th and 29th in Anaheim. So... That's going to be interesting because you're going to have the Book of Boba Fett postmortem. You're going to have Obi Wan. They're going to probably do some Rogue One things. Oh, this is going to be crazy, not crazy. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna hold my uh, forty. How many years is it going to be? If it's going to be fifty soon enough. <laughs> Don't remind me. Uh, but anyways, you know, you're going to see a lot of great things. But I'm going to wait till next year when you're going to have probably some movie promotional stuff happening. Yeah. You know, these people, they're going to make a movie soon. I would imagine so. What else, what, all kinds of, you know, series and things. I know you've been having a big week. The Razor Crest finally arrived. It, it came, yeah. It's crazy. We're going to talk about that in the next section uh, after we do news and pickups. But, um, yeah, the homeboy Phil from work, he got his Razor Crest, too, around the same time. Yeah. He sent me... Uh, I spent my Friday nights on the couch getting text with pictures of the Razor Crest. Man, what an amazing, amazing <laughs> yeah, thing. I tell you, it's, it made me want every uh, future HasLab thing. That's pretty cool. I, I'm pretty sure. Well, I know HasLab. Well, shipwise. Yeah, shipwise. No, they did that right. That's great. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's a wonderful piece. We'll, we'll get a Brett's in-depth opinion. I want on you the, to put the weapons in the weapons rack. We'll get an in-depth opinion on uh, Brett and the Razor Crest uh, coming up soon. And so pickup time. So let's talk about pickups. Well, I got the Razor Crest. <laughs> no way. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's about it. I, I want to say, I did pick up those, um, oops, 
Oh, are you okay? I'm fine. I, I did pick up those um, the uh, the Navy figures from the GI oh, Joe okay, yeah. Super so Seven. It, okay, line. so if you follow where the toys are on Instagram or myself, uh, you know that Brett picked up all the GI Joe <laughs> Navy figures. And I love them from the Seven, Super Seven Reaction. I'm obsessed with them. Oh man, they're so cool. So uh, you know, GI Joe Reaction by Super Seven is really cool because you know they they look great in the car. They look great, but they make multiple variations of every troop builder yeah so how many individual sailors are there six all, all there's nine nine there's nine of them so there's like a white guy a white a, guy and then a white guy with facial hair and a brown guy and then a brown guy with and facial then a black hair. guy and then a black guy with facial hair and then clean yeah and then mustache yeah everybody and then the variation so it's bearded mm. so it's bearded mustache variation and if you've been following me wtta on insta you'll notice that dorian is yeah. moving to be quickly the leader of the group. He he's got this he's got this like natural like alpha male thing. Got it. So he it looks like Dorian, and you know that's headed to where some of them want to stay in the katana. Some of them are you know, want to stay with the Razor Crest. So right. we'll have to see what happens. So anyways, follow the adventures of the uh, the new but, ship crew. So but those are my yeah, and I love them. And so I think that I mean th you know how I am. I'm gonna think of something. I got the one guy. That rounds out the uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, Jurassic Park, Park the, uh, the uh, clever girl guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a really good fig. Yeah, it's a good fig. You know, the Jurassic, every time I see the Jurassic Park figs you have displayed, I'm like, these are pretty cool. What is it called? The Amber Collection? Amber. The Amber Collection, yeah. yeah. Which is kaput. Amber Alert. By the, the way, there's more Jurassic Park toys coming. Beautiful ones. The new uh, Jurassic World Dominion, uh, or is it Dominion or Domain? Dominion, and it's the last one. Uh, it better be because everybody's in it, right? Admiral Holdo's in it. Jurassic Park Dominion. Dominion. And, yeah. the, and Sisters of Mercy do the uh, soundtrack. It sounds epic. Anyways, we'll talk about that later in the news. So, um, pickups. So that's all you got for pickups there. That's all I got, man. Yeah, the Razor Crest. And a, I've been seeing some good things, a, though. An entire, an entire sailor crew. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Totally. So for as, it. As for myself, um, I picked up the McFarlane Hazmat Suit Batman Gold Edition that mm -hmm. has the light up bat logo. Have you seen this? Yeah, I had. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, I like the design of the suit. It's when Batman got the Amazo virus or something. It's a DC Comics situation, but the figure is pretty cool. Cool. And uh, then I picked up the. Um, the NECA Gargoyles bad guy Thelog, aka Goliath. Yeah, and he's a pretty he's huge, pretty killer figure. Yeah, he's he, he scaled to the Goliath figure. He's the bad guy who's like a mirror image of Goliath, and he comes with like a briefcase of money and a freeze gun, and it's a really cool figure. So I got him sitting up on my shelf in the uh, Ninja you Turtles building. You sent me building. that picture, and like with the wingspan is like yeah, they're huge. Uh, that was pretty cool. I found that, and then I also found the Marvel Legends symbiote Spider-Man, uh, the black suit Spider-Man on yeah. the classic card, and I found both of those in store the same day. Nice. I'm telling you, if you want to go to a, a you know good time at Target in Emeryville, it's got to be Friday mornings, maybe Monday mornings. Um, That's when everything gets stocked. God knows, no other time is a good time there. Yeah, it seems like it. Oof. And then I finally picked up a nice display case. Um, <coughs> picked up a great display display case at Ikea that um, met my needs. It looks like a store display case. It has about uh, one, two, three levels, uh, glass, and, uh, you know, it looks good. I installed some LED lights, and that's where I got all my stuff. And, nice. Uh, uh, bless Penny Lane. She's like, yeah, you know, get a display case, put it in that one part of the, you know, the house. And Yeah. Yeah, so um, now I need to find a linen uh, dresser to be able to put the razor crest on when that ever, whenever that arrives. Everybody has gotten the razor crest upset for me. I actually called up Hasbro, and they're like, 
yeah, you know, you're um, not getting one. We, <laughs> uh, they're like, yeah, we see that you've ordered it. We don't have an ETA on your delivery. Mm. And it looks like they were shipped out of uh, Chino or something. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, they're coming from the West Coast. I got two different dates on mine. I'll talk about this in the segment. But okay. yeah, it's usu- as usual, anxiety for 24 hours. Yeah. But you got it. I got it. It arrived. It's pretty. All right. I'm going to get it before the segment. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's see. So um, let's go into news. A lot of news on the horizon. Toy Fair is coming up very soon. And so everybody's kind of waiting for their Toy Fair announcements. Uh, NECA has Toy Fair announcements incoming. Aside from that, they're just, you know, promoting all the stuff they've already put out. Yes. I thought of another pickup. Okay, go on. I got my NECA werewolves. Oh, which ones? And it's ones? a full moon. The Nazi ones. Oh, the, yeah, the Nazi ones. But yeah. I need to get two more now, so keep your eye out for them. Because I have it. four heads. Yeah, the uh, the NECA American Wolf and London figures are pretty awesome. Pretty horrifying, to be honest. Pretty with you. scary. Nightmare business. Carry Nightmare on. Business. Carry on. All right, so, anyways, NECA's going to have some Toy Fair announcements incoming. Um, big announcement was Haya Toys. Uh, had announced last year they would be branching out into the world of 112 scale figures with Judge Dredd. Well, There's going to be a 112, 6 inch, 7 inch scale Judge Dredd figure line coming from Haya, who's known for doing the 118 scale figures like Predator, Alien, right. Robocop. So they've given a name to their 112 figure line. It's now called the Exquisite Super Series. And uh, we just learned this week that Rambo was on deck as another license, oh. along with Naruto. And uh, lots more licenses at the horizon. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, totally. Rambo sounds fun. Yeah. Um, and then McFarlane, uh, good news with the McFarlane, they have won the number one action figure maker in the U.S. of 2021. Mm. So in the United States and Canada, the DC multiverse has a retail success level, which is insane. I mean, anytime I go to a Target or any other store that sells action figures, their stuff is always stocked. Always. It's crazy that, you know, how multiple Batmans on the shelf still sell Where well. are they based? Do you know? I you think know. it's here. Well, I don't know whether I don't know where uh, McFarlane Toys is actually based, uh, but you know, not here in the Bay Area, but here no, no, in, in California, um, they might be. You no. know, I know Image Comics is based out of California, uh, but you know, it's uh, Todd's got his own thing going on, so it's it's really interesting to see how basically, um, you know, they always have stuff on the shelves or certain things are sold out. And, you know, it's company-owned creator, uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, he released a video recently where he stated that the DC Multiverse outsold Star Wars, Marvel Legends, and Spider-Man, all produced by Hasbro, period. Crazy. Yeah, that's that's kind of a big deal. <clears throat> uh, especially they only entered the market for a couple of years. And, you know, having licenses like Spider-Man, Marvel, and Star Wars, that's like... That's, that's like printing money, right? You should be able to have, um, you know, a great market share. But ironically enough, they, they beat out Hasbro. Um, they're in Arizona. Oh, they're in Arizona? Okay, yeah. yeah. So anyways, on to Hasbro. And Hasbro has been very, very busy as of late. We had a Fan First Fridays or Fan First Star Wars live stream, which was, to, to be honest, pretty boring. You know, they announced uh, the new Archive Wave is up for pre-order, which is Dengar, 3PO, Emperor Palpatine, uh, Palpatine, and Lando's Skiff Guard, which I really swear that it's, uh, you can still get those via Amazon or something. I would think so. They're not really like what I consider... Um, also, why not give uh, Palpatine his lightning hands? No, it was the bare bones Palpatine, and then I think they also announced they're going to do a boosh, oh. another boosh again, right? That'll be good. Yeah. Did you never get a boosh? I did, but she's got the ugly face, right? They're also probably going to scale her down too because she's huge. Okay. Another thing that the one thing that sucks about the archive that they're putting out is the C three PO doesn't have the new arm tech, and nor it has the old original face, and it doesn't. And he's not a uh, vac metal. Yeah, and it doesn't have the light up eye, the, the proper eyes that it did. And like the, the perfect C three PO is the Chewbacca. C-3PO, Empire Strikes Back. Hands down. 
but they didn't do that. They just did the, literally the one they released back in the day. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, more laziness on Hasbro's part. So then they went and announced the archive collection for Black Series, and then they also announced um, the uh, that the the Star Wars wave, uh, which has Ahsoka uh, from the TV show, Echo, Omega, the client, Death Watch, Mando, which are still hitting shelves, but they never actually did a pre-order for this, right? Which is kind of weird. And also, these are all hitting at the twenty four ninety nine price. Yes, yeah, which is considerably <clears throat> higher. Ouch, man! All you know. things going up across across company wide. Yeah. So um, we also had a Din in Disguise uh, Mando season two and a deluxe Dark Trooper six inch action figure uh, pre ordering at thirty five ninety nine. And then they also finally this week announced a Black Chrysanthemum, aka Santo, in the comic box using a reused Chewbacca body with a bowcaster and a new head. It looks so bad. Yeah, it didn't get well received at all. I'm sure we'll see a more accurate version, you know, later. Yeah. But I mean, I was it's just... Now, for sure. Well, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> you, you gotta. I'll bet you that before this one gets released, it's updated. No, I mean, uh, maybe there'll be like two versions. Like, this is the TV show version. This is the comic version. I just thought it was kind of lazy by Hasbro. It, it was. It's. I don't understand why they're better than this and why they're not doing more. You know? Uh, I don't I don't get it. It's kind of like that video we were watching when they talked about why are the, you know, this, the vintage collection cards been... Yeah. And then why are these Marvel Legends crispy? Yeah, it just seems it's like Star Wars, for God's sake. Exactly. It should, it should be given the most respect. So, anyways, I'm sure we'll see an accurate version of him down, down the, you know, later. And then um, they also announced three figures for the vintage collection. They know what they're doing. They announced they the, have to. Yeah, they announced the vintage collection: Migs Mayfield, Costa Reeves, and Axe Wolves. Love it. <laughs> in that three inch, uh, you know, four inch scale. Axe wounds. Yeah. And then they also announced, of course, because they keep announcing stuff, even after <laughs> they do a live thing, they announce stuff like a week afterwards. Well, um, the new Bad Batch Cad Bane. It's a good repaint and reused on right. Yeah. It's got the armor from the Bad Batch episode and it's got a, you know, a, the, the grimace face. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks pretty good. And I know that, you know, it's funny thing about that is we talked about this, but, you know, we all missed the drop. <laughs> yeah. We really did. There's a lot of us that missed it. It was this morning. It was Amazon, which is usually easy to get. Right. And uh, I guess it was just instantly gone. But you know what? It's a year. They're taking cues from people like Super 7. Yeah. And they're, they're doing pre-orders that they know are going to be able to come back later. Yeah. And they know it's a year from now. Now, we've all accepted now that these things are going to be a year from now. You want a fucking party van? It's going to be a year from now. Yeah, it's going to be a year It's really funny now. how many calls I've started to get at the store. Is a party van there? No, no. Well, that <laughs> and, um, you know, I want you the Thundercat tank there? Bruce Lee. Is Bruce Lee available? I ordered it a month ago. Where is it? Oh, my gosh. So people are getting really impatient. Yeah, people have always been impatient, especially adult toy collectors. Well, it's getting really bad. It's getting bad. Well, listen, so, um, you know, I agree with you 100%, but the thing is, is that, like, now it's getting harder to just produce stuff. Right. You know, so we'll see what happens. So let's go on to Mezco. So Mezco announced their virtual 2022 Toy Fair event for February 19th and 20th through 20th. Uh, They're going to have product reveals, exclusive of giveaways and today they posted that sick video I sent you yes for that new character from the Rumble Society called Atticus Doom Atticus Doom is some kind of weird supernatural wizard swami demon fighter anyways check it out on he's the, beautiful uh, yeah check it 
on the Mesco uh, Instagram or YouTube. <coughs> it's Atticus Doom, a new uh, Rumble Society six-inch scale figure. It looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, if you've, I mean, I couldn't even begin to describe start it. that now. Yeah, and it's interesting because, like, again, we talk about this all the time that Mesco has their own properties that are not licensed, that where they can just create cool they can stuff, just do whatever they want. Yeah. And people are eating it up like it is a license. Well, it is a licensed property, but yeah. you know, it's their own licensed property. Shit. So, anyways, on to Super Seven. Super Seven. You know, I'm really pumped for the Godzilla Toho Monsters reaction figures. Those yeah. are going to be awesome. Um, they also announced that they're going to do the Mecha Godzilla in the Super Cyborg line. Yep. Which I'm super excited about. So we're seeing those. We're seeing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers reaction wave three, and then the Simpson McBain reaction figures. Those look really cool. They do. Mendoza. Specifically from the the Simpsons. Um, you know, uh, TV show. They got McBain, who's like the McBain, and uh, the figures look great. They I look- love how they're doing like an offshoot of the Simpsons before the Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And then, um, you know, they also announced Much the, the Muppet license. That's going to be huge. Well, you know, it was announced today that the, the Dr. Teeth and the, uh, the Electric band. Mayhem, they're getting their own show. Oh, wow. So these figs, I'm sure, are going to coincide with this show. That makes sense. Beautiful. That's uh, what we call uh, Harmony. That's what we call heaven on earth. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty cool to see that happen. And then we also have the announcement of Super 7 talking about the worst Ultimates, Wave 2, Black oh, yeah. Falcon, and I'm, I'm into the Robot Reaper, man. I like the I Robot want Reaper. all man. of the worst Ultimates, for they're, sure. They're pretty awesome. And then, well, of course, the worst. previously we talked about the fact that they got the um, Robert, Robert, uh, Robert, Robert Rabbit, <laughs> Roger Rabbit license. <laughs> yeah. And those look really cool, too. I can't wait for those. Penny was really excited about the Roger Rabbit figures. Oh, nice. Um, did you, we'll get her some. Did you happen to see the Mattel um, the Mattel Barbie Super Bowl commercial? Yes. Wasn't that awesome? I loved it. So um, There was a lot of good commercials. Over Super Bowl, we had a great commercial for... Um, <clears throat> it was for Rocket Mortgage, but it was um, Barbie. And uh, yeah, she's Kendrick. like, wanted to buy a dream house. And she's like, hey, I want to buy a dream house. And like, oh, you got outbid by so-and-so. And then yeah. Skipper's all like, flipper Skipper. Flipper Skipper. Tear so to the funny. studs. Tear to the studs. And then like, they're like, hey, we found this place that's like only bare bones. And it was like Castle Grayskull. Yeah, and neighbors are bad. Yeah. Good struck, good bones, but the neighbors are, you know. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that I was love so shit cool. like that. Yeah. I Remember really dug a couple it. years ago, there was like a car commercial that used Skeletor and He-Man. It was like a total like toy-themed commercials. Right. They used different figures. And Skeletor and He-Man were yeah. part of that. What it, was that, like Toyota or something? I don't remember, but that, that commercial was really cool. It caught yeah. my eye. And as far as Mattel, they're really putting uh, their all their strength behind uh, He-Man line and Sunman. Is, I see it everywhere now. It's cropping up in the, you know, the news that yeah. these, these figures are being made. Pretty cool. And then <laughs> yeah. finally, we have Nacelle. <laughs> the, you know Nacelle. They do the, maker, oh, yeah. the ma- makers of the Toys That Made Us and the Toys to Near You, the Netflix, Amazon shows. So they got a few toy licenses in the works. They're going to be making toys now. They got the Power Lords license. Yeah. Power Lords. Remember the Great Garlu? Mm-hmm. Uh, Roboforce, which I barely remember, and I think maybe even Max Steel. Uh, it's kind of a big mood. Not a big move. Not really surprising yeah. considering of their connection. So hats off to them because they make good TVs and. TV shows, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with toys. The future is people like Brian Volkweiss yeah. and Brian Flynn. Yeah. I guess people, if you name Brian, you're good to go. I guess you are. Yeah. Absolutely. This is Brian James. <laughs> Brian James. Okay. So, also on to news. Um, are you a big fan of, do you, you, you like Judge Dredd? Judge Dredd's kind of awesome. Yeah, I love Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. I really am I'm a big fan of Judge Dredd. I've been reading the Judge Dredd comic book from England for years. For a long time. So, um... Basically, 2000 AD, which is the comic book company that put out Judge Dredd and a lot of other properties in England, uh, they're turning 45. 
and they're having an online convention March 26th and 27th called the Galaxy's Greatest 2080 at 45. And you're gonna have a lot of great artists and writers who worked on creating Judge Dredd and did the Judge Dredd comics and worked in 2000 AD. It's an online convention with panels, interviews, merch, all online and all for free. You're gonna have John Wagner, uh, you're gonna have um, Garth Ennis, you're gonna have Alex DeCamp, Sean Phillips, you're going to have a lot of great creators who worked in 2080 properties. So that's coming up in the future. And I like free and I like Judge Dredd. So <laughs> totally. <for> me. <laughs> free Dread. Yeah. I got plenty of that. Plenty of plenty of free Dread. Plenty of things. So um, also another little segment that we're going to start doing on the show is industry news. We're going to talk about the, the, the nuts and bolts, the dollars and cents are behind the toy industry. Oh. So a great article that was sent to me by uh, Lewis Piper, my nephew and friend of the show, um, talks about Hasbro and Mattel have very different visions for the future of the toy industry. Mattel is projecting that consumers will accept new price increases and continue to buy at the same volume and velocity that they were doing during the pandemic. They're basically, you know, during the pandemic, everybody became a collector. They collected records, they collected toys, they didn't, got into plants, whatever it may be. So Mattel's Sourdough like, starters. Sourdough starters. So uh, Mattel's like, yo, people are going to keep doing that because they found comfort in it and they really liked it. So they're kind of, it's you what know, we did. They're exactly. They're kind of projecting that and thinking and planning for people really getting into leaning into their collecting or whatever uh. or buying toys. So um, they had such strong revenue increases over the last two years that they just expected it's going to keep growing. And there's a sense of confidence at Mattel based on their properties, like Barbie and like Masters of the Universe and all the smaller stuff. Plus, they picked up some licenses from Hasbro. Uh, that were more under 10-year-old type licenses of toys. I forget exactly specifically which brand, but it was something enough that Mattel was going to take a crack at collecting and Frozen, creating. things like that. Yeah, the, 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 it was a Frozen license, the Disney license. Yeah. Um, specifically the Disney license for like kids uh, under 10, uh, you know, little kids toys. Yeah. Yeah. Role play things. So people are willing to, so Mattel thinks that, you know, we're going to be willing to accept the price increase and buy at the same volume because they are, you know, totally comfortable with the product and what's going on there. So Mattel has a lot of optimism based on their numbers. Uh, their revenue jumped 10% to around 1.8 billion uh, in the fourth quarter, beating analyst estimates. Wow. And excluding other items, basically they're at 53 cents per share and they ended up 30 cents above where they ended and uh, thought they were gonna be at the end of the year. So then you look at that and there's other details on that, but then Hasbro is being more cautious and bullish about what's happening in the toy industry. Um, Hasbro is looking at real-time data and they're also heavily informed by the economic view that we are entering a phase of some degree of uncertainty, uncertainty around the consumer's willingness to digest inflation. They think that Consumers are not going to be happy with these price increases. You know, they feel that um, the properties that they have, people love, but the properties are reliant on movies like Star Wars right. and Marvel Legends Makes and sense. Transformers. Yeah, yeah. And so they also feel that, you know, 
people are going to get back to normal post pandemic. So they're going to spend more money on traveling and going to the movies right. and doing more things instead of buying other products. The funny thing is, is I think they're specifically talking about people like you and me. They're yeah. talking about adult toy collectors. Totally, completely. <laughs> they know exactly who they have. And we're at the perfect age for it, too. Yeah, pretty much. And so uh, stock-wise, their stock did go down um, because you had small, small weird things like in 2023 is when the new Transformers are going to come out. So that's going to affect their bottom line of stuff that they had launched for 2022. Right. Hasbro stock ended this week basically flat. Despite a significant fourth quarter earnings beat, revenue rose to 70% to $2.1 billion, above analyst estimates of $1.87 billion, God. despite inventory shortfalls during the holiday season due to the global supply chain issue. So anyways, it's it's really interesting. It's a lot of plastic. It's a lot of plastic and a lot of money. A lot so of money. In, in the toy world, it's interesting to see that two of the biggest toy companies, Mattel and Hasbro, who've been going neck and neck for decades. Just a generation, from, right? Basically from like the beginning of, of, of toys. Of action figures. Yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. So that's been really that's been really interesting to, to read a little bit about that. Uh, shout out to Lewis. Uh, you know, we wanted to bring more real world news and numbers behind collecting. Yeah. Because you know our pockets are only so deep. <laughs> yeah. I can show you my my numbers on collecting. You fucking looking at it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Done. So in fun news, there's a little <laughs> cool news story I found a couple of weeks ago. You're gonna love this headline. Social media users try to help. Sarah man after wife catches him buying a G.I. Joe toy on Facebook. <laughs> Kuala, Lumpur, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, February 8th. A Sarawakian man was caught red-handed by his wife after she stumbled upon a photo of him buying a new toy on Facebook recently. This is at a toy store in Kaching City at a mall. Uh, toy. <laughs> he shared a picture on their. Uh, they shared a picture on their Facebook, the toy shop, Toy Bits, uh, of a man named Muhammad Nazami Rosali posing with his new Gijo action figure. However, unexpectedly, quick-witted social media users came out to his aid after his wife left a simple yet chilling comment saying, "Another toy? Did you buy another toy?" Random social media users commented trying to defend the man, the husband, by stating the action figure was actually a good investment, while others claimed that Nazami was buying the toy <laughs> on their behalf. <laughs> That's great coverage, it's right? It's amazing, yeah. The fig life is worldwide. Exactly. So so it's all it's uh so other people were posting on his uh, Facebook story. Thank you for buying this for me. I've been searching for this figure for a long time. I'll message you later. <laughs> Funny thing is, is like places like Kuala Lumpur, they get the figs first. They exactly. Get the, they're so gonna he, get here's brown the, here's the picture that got him in trouble. I'm holding up the picture to Brett. Dang, it's, got it's a good the Ram cycle. Yep. It's a GI Joe Ram cycle. He's all peace. <laughs> yeah. I so, anyways, it. dude's wife busted him on social media <laughs> for trying to buy a toy. Naughty girl. Very, 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 very funny. Um, and then it's funny because in his closing arguments uh, against his wife. Talking about toy investments, you know, Nazimi explained that there are toys that are worth a lot. The G.I. Joe toy that I bought recently is just RM250, but there are certain action figures whose prices can go up depending on the timing. For example, the 2002 Tobey Maguire Spider-Man figure price has gone way up since the release of Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> and he's right, because I always wanted one of those Tobey Maguire on the pizza scooter <laughs> figures, and they're like astronomically expensive on, on eBay. Like how much? Oh, they're a lot. They're in the hundreds. Really? It's this dumb figure of Tobey Maguire when he was the pizza delivery guy in that one Spider-Man yeah. movie. And I think it's because I like pizza and I like Spider-Man. Wow. But, yeah, it was pretty funny. So I thought that was a pretty funny Ooh, story dude, let's to, get that to guy include. on the show. <laughs> let's hit him up. Let's if he's still down. alive. If he's still alive. Get his wife on the show, too. <laughs> Anyways, that's what we got for the news and pickups. Uh, and we will be right back. Prepare to receive cargo. Kenner's Slave One comes with frozen Han Solo. 
Han Solo completely frozen stormtrooper? Yes, Boba Fett. Action figures each sold separately. Place them in the prisoner retention unit. Slave One has a rear loading ramp. Prepare for takeoff. Check. Movable cannons and gravity-operated wings that trigger lock. Oh, Jabba! Slave One with frozen Han Solo from Kenner's Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. Hello. And we're back. And we are back. So recently, uh, Brett finally got the Razorcrest. The uh, the second thing I've crowd, uh, you know, uh, crowdsourced or crowdfunded uh, from Hasbro, mine's still in the mail somewhere, but Brett got his Razorcrest. The Razorcrest is the, Miraculously. the ship from uh, the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. the uh, iconic ship. It's up there with the Slave One and the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And uh, the, the the only misfortunate, the only you know thing that happened that was, uh, you know, lousy was that basically it got blown up in this last yeah. season. But, you know, <clears throat> it is a good you know, generic ship. You know, a Razorcrest is the type of ship. Just like the... Fire spray, fire spray gunship, just like the T thirteen hundred, yeah, whatever cargo ship, exactly the Millennium Falcon, the X wing. I'm gonna park them next to each other. Yeah, mm, I need more space. You need more space. I'll um, have more space soon. Okay, so you got the Razor Crest. Um, it was about three fifty. Yeah, yeah, three fifty. Yeah, it was, about, it was about three eighty altogether. We, we you waited a, I have a free year shipping because Hasbro Pulse. You waited what a year and a half. Yeah. About a year and a half. Yeah. So what was the condition of the box when it arrived? Uh, the box, the outer box had like a gash. Yeah. But the inner box was fine. Great. Great. They pack them well. Yeah. And it came out really well. And it was like everything was packed really, you know, super fabulous. And the and box is that beautiful, you know, vintage Star Wars collection yeah. box of like basically a picture of the toy and the I figures. I get these out of their boxes and so they can all be displayed and just and save those boxes. Yeah. The but outside boxes are pretty awesome. The outside box has for my, my Sentinel, I definitely have in storage. I will say that I got two, you know, it's this thing happened where it started just shipping all of a sudden and people were getting these things. They were in the mail, they were in transit, and then you got your shipping notice right so i got i was actually i was talking to my friends that night i texted you we were talking we were having like a group thing because my friends were like well i haven't you know i just got my email and i'm like well i didn't but we're all bay area so it's got to be soon and uh and then it came through um to be delivered that saturday and this is like wednesday right and oh i was like okay so i know i have that day off and i know that steven's gonna be home and blah 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 and then I look in, like, Thursday morning, I look through, you know, again, to the FedEx app, and it's like, because, you know, when they send it, when they send you something that's on the way, you know you're looking at that shit over and over and over, Yeah, you know? and it's and when, know, they, when like, they do bam, that, bam. it's on the way, they just, they just printed the label and slapped it on the thing, right. and it's just sitting there. We all know how shipping and receiving works, right. and especially receiving, and then... Um, um, so then it said it's coming on Friday. So I did the scramble and I thought, well, I know I'm going to be at work and Stephen's going to be at work. Check with the neighbor. It's going to be, he's going to be at work. So I'm like, okay, so let's see, you know, you're paying for this FedEx app. Let's see what happens. And it was luckily enough, easy enough to have it held. So I did. And then it got, um, like, you know, missed, you know, didn't get delivered on Friday. It was going to be Saturday all along, but because yeah. you had it held, they they it didn't show up that day, and on Sunday there's no shipping for them, and so you, I had to wait a couple of days. But you know where it's coming. I highly recommend having your packages if you, something like that, especially 
held over at, some, at, at one of those at places. FedEx, yeah. Yeah. If you, so if, when did if you it actually arrive? It. So it came in Monday afternoon on okay. Valentine's Day. Oh. Yeah, I was out. Lovey. Yeah, but I was out doing Valentine's things and it came in. So I dropped the fucking Valentine and went to FedEx and got, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and um, it was beautiful and I love it. And it made me realize that I want every HasLab ship that's produced. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'll do about space. Yeah. But you, when you see it, you'll love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, I actually haven't seen it in person. Like I said, uh, the homie Phil, my homie from work, um, you know, got it Friday. He sent me a bunch of pictures of him assembling it in his like kitchen island. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that thing is freaking huge. Huge. And I'm like, you just paid for the most. I'm like, you got to put it in the middle of your dinner table. So I'm going to put it in the middle of the dinner table. It's like the most expensive uh, flower pot you ever bought. Totally. Or nap- napping dispenser. It could be a chip thing. Yeah. It holds chips. And, and it's really funny because uh, Penny Lane has been, uh, you know, before I bought it, she like, I got her blessing and there was a Christmas where she, you know, contributed towards it. And now we're, nice. sh- we're shopping for like a, a, a dresser to hold linens next to the new display case. And on top of that dresser is going to be the razor crest. Nice. So the fact that mine's laid is totally fine with me because I haven't yeah, found that dresser yet. Totally. So go on. Like, what were your first impressions once you popped it open? Uh, how big it was yeah. and how big the engines were. Yeah. How big those turbine things I've are. I've seen pictures. You can see Very pictures online. Racer. It looks cool because they look like the way they're painted, look like they're lit up. Well, they are. The The whole thing is molded in that in that orange plastic. That like almost translucent orange plastic. Yep. And everything is just painted. So the, yeah. when it hits different lights, it looks like they're firing up and it's it just, you'll see it. You're going to pop That's up and see it. That's one thing that I've beautiful. seen. beautiful. About everybody who's talking about this Razor Crest is that it's painted so well. Yeah, it's the paint amp, best paint amps I've ever seen. Yeah, ever. Everything looks weathered. It, beautiful. I mean, yeah. this is beautiful. Yeah, the Falcon. I'm looking. I'm pointing at the um, vintage collection, but it's clean. Galaxy's Edge. But this is yeah, yeah. This is another thing. Yeah, and it's a bit, <clears throat> it's a bit cramped on the inside. Uh, it's also one of those things that you don't, they don't tell you. That's why I don't like to show you it before you get yours. <clears throat> if you weren't going to get your, get one, I'd be like, here, come play with it. But yeah. you are going to get one. So I want you to discover all the things that they don't tell you about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's when you realize that, you know, when you see the little things, you're like, oh, okay. So I love that about Star Wars. And they do that a lot with Black Series too. They don't tell you there's a little place for a knife or a little place for, a, you know, yeah. you have to figure it out. And, and that's are, what I love about this. And thing. these are the I'm positive things. There's, there's so much love for the vintage collection among diehard Star Wars collectors because it's the perfect scale yeah. to do things. Right. Like, they announced that um, the new Jabba's Palace from Book of Boba Fett, which mm-hmm. is a big announcement that we, I think, you know, we barely talked about it, but it's happening. Right. At the vintage collection scale. And it comes with, like... Dozens and dozens of accessories. Well, it reminds me, and I tagged you in that picture yeah. of those sets we got at Disneyland, where it comes right. to all the teacups and like you know little spoons right. and things. Yeah. So it's very that. Yeah. And I want it, of course. Yeah. But then I thought about um, if you have the you know the you know the Jabba's Palace diorama and it the barge. Yeah. You kind of have to have this thing because it is Jabba the Hutt's palace. Yeah. And or throne room. And the job of the you know, fits in there. Some crazy motherfucker out there is going to 3D print the actual palace. Because since we've seen the, the, you know, since we've seen Book of Boba Fett, we know what the docking bay looks like for ships. Yeah. We know what the kitchen looks like. Yep. I mean, somebody's going to yep. print this shit, yep. you know? 
The docking bay is from some video game. It's got the bit. You can see the barge docked in that docking bay. Oh, wow. That's why when I was, when they show that, I was like, oh, that's where the, they parked the barge. That's crazy. When it was, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just really cool because I think when you, those of us that are in this, well, everybody, but those of us that had things like the original Millennium Falcon or the Ewok Village, you came up kind of spoiled on play sets. Right. And that's why something, and especially now, if you're taking pictures of things or just playing, right, you can do things like playsetty things with, you know, the Razor Crest or yeah. especially the barge. And so that's an instant snatch and, for and, me. And even at the six, and even at the six inch scale, you yeah. know, you could still use the razor crest in the background with for a six sure. inch scale thing. For sure. Yeah. So for sure. One of the awesome things of, of that I've seen in pictures is the detail of like the weapons, the sleeping area, the yeah. toilet. Yeah. Like all that cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, there is a weapons rack that I don't know how they expect you to get these things in there, but it comes with You'll see it. Uh, and I still haven't put them in. It comes with about 75 guns. Tons of guns. Tons of guns. Just like these old... Ba-dum, ba-dum, <laughs> just right here. <laughs> um, and you have to put them on this weapons rack. Yeah. You know, like when he has that thing that opens up. It's got that. It's yeah. got a little pull-down door, yeah. which is fabulous. And then it's got the carbon freezing chamber. It's got the, that. Oh, it's got man. the blocks. Yeah. It's got a bunch of little suit uh, backpacks that hang on hooks. Yeah. Um, and just really cool. And it's the same color as my couch and my stand mixer. And it's just this, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, Cara Dune's color scheme. Yeah. Uh, it's very that. So let me ask you this. So and these little windows in the front. Every time you look at it, you're like, I'm you, sorry, you find something new. It's crazy. Yeah. You're going to love it. You're going to shit your so, pants. So it came with the Mandalorian figure and was that on a card? No. Okay. So that was just in a plastic bag. Yeah. And then it came with a Grogu figure in a prom, but I heard that the prom- painting on the prom is sick. It's chrome. Oh man! And so, are you going to take that off card? Hell no, baby! I'm going to save all the car, all the figs that come with. Um, and it also comes with the uh, Jawa Elder with the eggs. Yep. Yeah. And so all the figs that come with Haslab, Haslabs, I'm just going to save and put in star cases. Yeah. I have Nyak face from yeah. the other one. Why would you open them? Why would you? Yeah. So, do you have like um, a? Cara- You're also going for about two hundred bucks, right? Uh, do you have a Cara Dune uh, vintage collection figure? Um, not vintage, but I have the retro. The retro. That's fine. That's just fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually <laughs> finding that you know because I think I've been posting a lot of pictures with the uh, soldiers from the Navy guys in those. It's just a cool. Uh, just generic ship. Yeah. You know, it's where you, is if you were to see like the chess table in the Millennium Falcon, you're kind of like, man, eh, not every freighter is going to have that installed. You know, good getting just totally like stupid and nerdy, but this is just a generic, anybody could have this ship. Yeah. Oh, look, I got this Razor Crest, and it's just a cool background. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. so cool. That sounds awesome. You know, I'm. I'm Be uh, very careful, though, yeah. with your landing gear. Okay, so here's another. This is my next question. So I heard reports from uh, a couple of online YouTubers that the landing gear is weird because of the way the doors open. Right. If you don't, if you're not aware of how they're opening, you might snap them off. They split right open. Uh-huh. And when we took that thing out of the box and we laid it on, and we, I said, don't do anything. Go exactly by what the book says. Yeah. And we had it on its side. It's all flip 180. And I'm like, oh, no fucking math. You know, I'm yeah. stoned out of my mind. And um, came it came time to open these things. And I said, don't even touch it. 
make sure, and I went and got the light and had the light shining on and everything. And it's like, don't fucking, you know, cause this is going to happen. And I didn't see it's before any, I saw any of the reports, but it splits in half just so you know. So find that ridge and kind of push in there and just pop it open. And that's it. It's a little, little bit of tenderness. Yep. And they say that if it breaks, they're going to replace them. So I'm going to call anyway and just get replacements for later. <laughs> there you go. Why not? You know, it, it, that's that's awesome. I, I, I can't wait to actually. I mean, I'm going to go see Pop's head. I'm going to go see it before I leave. Definitely. <laughs> oh, for sure. Want to check it out? But you know, one thing that I'm I'm thinking about. You know, you got the cartoon uh, retro figure. You got all these sailors. I smell a share on a fucking like barge vibe video. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, they could do that on the on the. Oh, it's got a gun too. There you go. If I could turn back time, yeah. Shoes. If I could turn back time, I wouldn't see any of that stuff because I'd have my own Star Wars yeah, show by or now. I wouldn't. I, you would hope that the razor flash wouldn't get blown up. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember how that one episode we did where just trashed what's her face? You know, it just that's <laughs> the bummer because I'm like, yo, you know, you know, to get on the Cara Dune vibe. Um, <laughs> you know, we love you, Cara Dune. You were awesome. Yeah. You were a killer. And then now, you know, did you see the trailer for that movie she's doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw a still from it. I didn't well, want to give it, it a watch. So, was... so basically, she's um, a mother in the wilderness who gets attacked by crazy cowboys, and then she's got to survive. So that sucks compared to Star Wars, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. She, I'm going to tell you. Take what you can get. I mean, you're making a movie and I'm not. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yet, anyway. But exactly. there's going to be a Where the Toys Are the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. T- I shouldn't have uh, said anything. You know, goddamn it. My such big mouth. That's why they keep me like in that, locked in that little store because of my big mouth. <laughs> totally. So, Brett, you got any more feedback on the Razor Crest? No. I'm not going to. I don't want to go about, f- too far into it because I want um, you to see it. And it's just. I don't know. If anybody, if you didn't get one and you want to see it, come over, let me know, and you can come over and see it. He'll be booking uh, museum tours in yeah. the afternoon, Sunday. Other than that, though, it's badass, and I plan to take many, many pics. And nice. it's also something that gets me into thinking. It's like, you know, you know, what we talked about earlier, it's like the Black Series line, they're just almost like trying to turn you off Yeah, on this line. You know, part Give of me-, me a goddamn hammerhead already. Oh, yeah. There's you no know? hammerhead yet. Yeah. And you could have had me a black chrysanthemum before now, but I'm not going to be like that. I'm not going to be one of those guys that just make me, ah, what, always. What's, what's interesting is that's that's been a lot of feedback. Like, people are stoked but on the Razor Crest. It makes me want to go back to, like, 375. And yeah. it takes, it could be because you can't take these pics with Black Series figs. Yeah. You can't take a pic. You could use it in, you know, forced perspective shots, but... You can't take a picture of something inside the cockpit. Yeah. Or taking a piss in that thing. So there's a toilet to take a shit in. And there's also like a mouth thing with a tube to take yeah. a piss in. Yeah, that's the Star Wars toilet, man. The first ever seen. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I love it. Well, anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. The it, Razor Crest is here. Yep. And, and I love it. And, and it totally made this man happy. And I'm looking forward to more HasLab things. Yeah, let's, let's, let's on to get together and put out the things we want. Let's take a little break, and we'll be right back. Let's see your try that with a pineapple. <laughs> well, well, well. What have we here? Boba Fett? the hell kind of the name is that? Are you foreign or something? <laughs> we could call him Boba. Boba Fett! Boba <laughs> They're about to announce the door prize winner. Oh. 
And we're back. Hello. With MTV Thangs. TV things. TV things. TV things. TV things. TV things. So, big TV things. Uh, we're going to talk about the first biggest TV thing is the final chapter of the Book of Boba Fett. Yep, much awaited. So, you know, uh, the episode. Did you called- watch it that night? Then- oh, yeah, dude. I watched Like, dude, I watched it. You know. I watched it that night. I watched it twice that night. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I watched um uh what is his name Star Wars Theory who does like a live a live thing mm-hmm. and I and I got some feedback from him and checked Daniel out Daniel watches him what he was thinking and then the next day I watched it again and then you know I read all the news and it's a real mixed bag which I agree with but overall we're just lucky we got it totally we're lucky we got it completely so the episode was called In the Name of Honor. Which is basically the Mandalorian going like, yo, in I do honor it, honorable shit. Jump on her and stay on her. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So uh, basically. That's disgusting. <laughs> you pig. Well, that's so when we're talking about 80s hair metal. <laughs> there you go. So uh, You pig. <laughs> so Book of Boba Fett heats up a big old plate of fresh Western uh, Italian, Italian style spaghetti. It was yummy too. Oh man, Star Wars style. So with all the tropes are totally intact. So, you know, Italian spaghetti westerns are completely where Star Wars takes a lot of their influence from. The tropes that you have in, you know, typical spaghetti westerns are a desert setting, a Mexican standoff, seedy locals filled to the brim with criminal activity, and the protagonist is almost always referred to by his nickname. So, you know, Book of Boba Fett, totally perfect on that. Love it. The big questions that WTTA had was, number one, will Grogu choose the armor or the sword? Number two, will Luke visit Tatooine and get involved in the Pike Spice War? Number three, will we see more classic bounty hunters? Number four, will Boba ride the Rancor? And number five, did Max Rebo survive that bombing? Man, man, we got a gig tonight. How much bummer plays I'm getting with a horn guy dead and a single woman dead? Man, oh no. He sure did. <laughs> you think he did? Yeah. He had another gig. They didn't, sh- they didn't nope, show him. No, 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 no. Now, if that was Figrin Dan, then he didn't survive. No, he did not. So... But there's isn't there five of them, and they even showed her the- Leku. Yeah, you know, me, you know, Madame Garza. They even like panned across and showed. It was so sad. Yeah, bummer. But fuck the Pike Syndicate. Fuck the Pike Syndicate. Fuck them. You know they're gonna get theirs, and we'll talk about it right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, the episode starts out with uh, Fennec and Boba checking out the remains of the bombed out bar. Then Mando shows up and is like, yo, the weirdos from Freetown are coming with Cobb Vanth. They're gonna be here soon to help up and back up Boba Fett. And it's so funny. It's called like, Freetown now. It's Freetown now. It's Freetown. It's not. That's our new series, Freetown. <laughs> not Moss, uh, Moss, Moss, Moss Pelgo. Whatever. Moss Pelgo. Um, anyways, so. Moss Cooch. So, uh, uh, you know, Mando's convinced that they're going to come back to help him out, but we all know. We all know that that's not the case. So, uh, Boba wants to head back to the palace and chill out. And then the mods are like, no, man, you got to hang out. It's Moss Vespa, bro. If you want to abandon Moss Vespa and hide in your fortress, go ahead. We're staying. We got to hang out in the town and defend the people. So back at the Pike hideout, Cad Bane reports back to the Pikes that Freedom Town will not back up Fett. And we find out that the Pikes actually killed the Tuscans. And we thought we, we kind of guessed that. Yeah. Because um, they, they, the, the Pikes 
you know, framed the uh, Nikito uh, bikers for it. Right. It's total gangster. Total gangster shit. It's complete gangster. So Cad hatches a plan to draw it fat. And then, meanwhile, uh, Luke sends his X-Wing Uber carrying Grogu to Tatooine. Yeah. You know, th- we thought he wasn't going to show up. Yeah, they- totally. It's like, you can't go too much with that. Yeah, I mean, the CGI budget on that episode of Luke alone, I, I mean, mean, that's just way too much money. So, he instead, he was like, just in case, here, droid, take this baby <laughs> all the way to, you know. My old home planet, which is home- really dangerous as fuck. But as far as we know, <laughs> Luke's on Tatooine. And he's just watching all this go down, and he just sent his ship there. We don't know that he didn't go with them. He could be there in the desert looking. I know. I just kind of assumed he's busy, you know, building his new school. Well, but then, I if don't know. so, then he's doing all these questionable things. Well, maybe, maybe, that's why like, he, maybe that's why he got his in the sequels, man. Child. <laughs> maybe he deserves to be on a, a, you know, with the Porgs and those weird caretakers. Exactly. Oh, wait. Give me a fig of those caretakers. Yeah, they never made those. They never made those. They never made those. Okay, so Grogu shows up, and uh, Peli is juiced to see Grogu. Peli has to be one of the greatest additions of the Star Wars universe. Love her. Okay, she's a good-hearted hustler who isn't afraid to pick up a blaster to help out those she cares about or has a vested financial interest in, for sure. <laughs> and it has a great amount of humor yeah. that Star Wars had in the, it was, in the beginning. It was so sweet. And another thing is, like, it totally, like, warmed my freaking heart because, like, you know, they play his little theme. He's got his little theme. It's like a little toy box theme. Yeah. And he's all, hey, what's up? I got my little shirt. Give me some worms, you know? Oh, yeah. my God. I just, like, I get teary just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God, he's got his shirt on. Yeah. Grogu? Whoa, that's a terrible name. Sorry about that, pal. No way am I calling you that. Well, look at you, all fancy. So look at you. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you with your fancy shirt. (laughs) That can deflect fucking lightsabers. You know, uh, a side note, what I really loved about that actress, Amy Sedaris, is that the morning that episode came out, she no, the day before that episode came out, she's like, I'm an action hero now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so meanwhile, back at the blown up bar, uh, Fennec Shan comes up with a plan for Boba Fett and them to cover all their angles. She sends the Gamorrean guards to watch the starport. Yeah. Santo to cover the Trandoshian territory. Yeah. The mods are in the districts where the workers are, the Aqualish, you know, the uh, the you know walrus man or the walrus people. They think they got it all covered. Yeah. Then Cad Bane shows up to negotiate with Boba Fett, and they do the classic, this town ain't big enough for the both of us bullshit. And uh, meanwhile, to no surprise, uh, basically... Everybody gets ambushed. <laughs> yeah. And they just start wiping out, you know, Boba Fett's crew. And uh looks like all the crime lords decided not to stay neutral. They're like, nope, we're, we're, we're siding with the pikes. Yeah. Uh, the Gamorrean guards are the first to get pushed off the cliff. Very sad. <laughs> As they uh, oinked, a, oinked off the cliff. Put him in the back to tank. <laughs> get him to the mods. At uh, this point, just get everybody to dude, the mods. I love modern, modern pigs the best. The mods. <laughs> Put some put some little little uh, little uh, little things in their back and some pineapple. It'll be skewer. a two headed thing. This one body with two heads. <laughs> oh, that'd be creepy as fuck. The I love it though. The Gamorian two headed. Oh, give with, me those sweet green things with the pineapple spears around their necks. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, this all carries out the way you'd expect it to carry out. Yeah. The plan goes south. Uh, basically, people are getting killed. Fennec Shand is literally again carrying the entire weight of this entire show. She's gonna ninja off to find the pikes. Yep, to take does. them out. <laughs> We're not there yet, but she does her job. She's a goddamn fucking ninja. You're welcome. 
And then uh, we get a big, huge shootout, and we get Mando and Fett back at the bar talking man stuff or Mando stuff. They're just like, yo. Okay, then. We'll both die in the name of honor. You sure you want to stay? This is the way. Mando's, I'm doing it for the honor. I'm ready to die with Fett. You know, they do the typical thing. We're outgunned. We regret things. We have understanding. We have insults. It's like typical Western shit, man. Yeah. It's it's like to a T. So then the Mando, you know, he's not leaving. He's ready to die with Fett. And then the uh, Twi'lek mayor, ass licker, uh, the mayor's assistant, uh, Mox Shiaz, convinces Boba Fett to negotiate with the Pikes outside the bar. And Boba bluffs. And then Mando and him take to the air and dope jetpack battle. We've been waiting to see that. Yeah. We've been waiting to see Boba Fett in his backpack flying around shooting people. Yeah. And we got almost so long that you forget you're seeing it when you see it. And you're like, oh, okay. It's kind of amazing when it actually happens that, you know, it's the air battle you've been wanting to see. It was a good episode. A lot of shooting and close calls. And then Mando and and, uh, Fett, you know, almost, almost, uh, you know, they get almost overpowered by the pikes. And then the weirdos from Freetown show up and they, uh, you know, they do the classic thing. They circle the wagons. So they circle the land speeders. Lots of, (laughs) I see lots of flirting in this, in this show. Tons of flirting. Between tons of, I see flirting between Fennec and the girl. And I see flirting between the Uh, girl and uh, uh, the black girl from Freetown. Freetown. Yeah. And and, uh, what's her name? Trash. uh, What's her name? Drash. Drash. Yeah. Drash flirts with everybody. Yeah. It's crazy. She's so British. She's all like, we've been overrun. Yeah. It's so funny. She, give me, she's like, no more retreating. <laughs> no more retreating. No more retreating. Give me my blaster. She goes, piss off. <laughs> piss off. No more retreating. retreating. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved her, man. She was great. You gotta, I love Drash. You got to watch fucking Yellow Jacket. She's all up in that shit. Nice. She plays a young Juliette Lewis on that show. Ooh. Yes. With an uh, American accent. Wow. Anyway, so Freetown's up there supporting Mando. And, uh, the, you know, the, the Fett and, you know, you got some good moments where everybody who got overpowered shows up, the mods show up, Santo shows up and they're all pinned down by the pikes. Um, and then because someone decided to pay a weird homage to fucking wild, wild West with Will Smith. The droids show up. The big spidery, yeah, yeah, scorpion the video droids. Game droids. The yeah. video game droids with the shields. And they, well, yeah, with the shields that you know you don't see again yeah. since episode one. Yeah, these things. I hear uh, a lot of people are sick of sand. I don't like sand. People are like, no more Tatooine. I don't like sand, yeah. but I love it. Yeah, you know, give me all the Tatooine. Get ready because Obi Wan Kenobi is going to be, you know, where Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, they, they're all fighting these droids now, and the droids are, you know, high-powered. They got shields. And then Boba's like, you know what? I'll be right back. And he takes off. And it's just typical Mando by himself, trying to save everybody, almost getting beat up and killed and shooting everything. And then the mods and Santor are trying to fight off the droids. And the while the mods are fighting, they're doing all these weird, like, dance moves. Yeah. Like, they're, they're like... He's pointing the gun at somebody, and he twirls around and gets lower to shoot lower. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of cowboy, but it just seems very unnecessary. It's very uh, Robert Rodriguez movies. Robert Rodriguez movies, absolutely. Totally. Freaking lootly. Uh, this is like the the desperado in space. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so basically, you know, Mando's holding it down, and the mods and Santa are fighting the droids, and they're doing all sorts of dance moves with their fucking blasters. And then one of the best parts of this entire episode is Peli shows up on a droid-driven rickshaw with Grogu. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, what's going on, Mando? And Mando's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And in typical Star Wars fashion, we have a crazy chase through yeah. the streets of, of Moss, uh, Moss Espa. 
Man, I love this scene. Hey, Mando! Look who's here! I'm happy to see you too. I didn't know when I'd see you again. I missed you too, buddy. Pelly tells Mando that Grogu is here. And man, I- I'm just getting teary thinking about it. Like, he's all, oh my gosh, you got the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the shirt. You got the shirt. That fucking shirt, man. You chose my thing. You chose my shirt, dog. Yeah. Uh, they keep on running around until the rickshaw gets blown up. The droid gets blown up. And then we have an awesome shot of Mando catching Grogu as he almost falls on the ground. And it's cool to see them all go through that. Yeah. You know, and they're like, he's like, we're together again, dad. I, I just want to show with Pelly and Mando. Like, Pelly is like the, uh, the like, nanny. <laughs> she to could Man- totally do her own She's, show. Yeah, dude. Totally. Just like, you know, Pe- the Pelly's thing, garage. It's like taxi. They're setting a lot of shit up to be like, yeah. you, I'd watch this shit. I'd watch a Pelly show. I mean, when you next time you log into Disney Plus, look at the Star Wars selections, and it's like fucking. Like, you go for already as it is, like months and months on it. Yeah, hella, Just hella. Just give me all Star Wars. Exactly. So, anyways, um, they you know they keep on running after they get blasted, and then um, you know Boba shows up. Yeah, with a fucking rancor, right? Yeah. That rancor. We get some kaiju action. He got. We get a tribute to King Kong. Pretty tribute to Godzilla. Absolutely. So just as expected, while unnecessarily homage, just, we didn't need to do that. He didn't. He could have called in the Slave One and just done an airstrike, but nope. He got that rancor. The fire spray. The fi- the fire. Sorry, the fire spray. Damn. The fire spray. So, anyways, uh, so Fetch just you know uses the rancor to overpower the droids. It's great. And then Mando finally breaks through the shield with a fucking dark saber. And then Grogu sees Mando falling get hurt. And Grogu uses his powers to tear off a leg of a droid. And then Boba <laughs> the Rancor finish it off. And then Cad Bane shows up and spooks the Rancor. Mm-hmm. And then Boba Fett gets knocked off the Rancor. And the Rancor takes off running. <laughs> and then it comes like down. Like they do. Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes down to the, the shootout we've all been waiting for. Where Cad Bane and Fett have the final cowboy shootout. You can hear the whistling in the background. And... Uh, and then Cad gets the upper hand and takes Fett down while talking all that shit. You gave it a shot. You tried to go straight, but you've got your father's blood pumping through your veins. You're a killer. Talking all that shit, and right before Cad Bane blasts, you know, Fett in the face, Fett gets a Tuscan reversal and takes out Cad Bane and sticks it through his chest. Yeah. So you think Cad Bane's dead? No. No. No way. No. No way. No. Uh, I mean, maybe people were so butthurt that he got he got killed. I'm like, man. Of course they were. Everybody complained about everything for this episode. Every it's yeah. You ungrateful peasants. You should be so lucky. Do you want nothing? Exactly. Do you, you know want what? Nothing? Do you want nothing? Because if you do, here it is. Exactly. Do you want a mouthful of shit? Because if you do, here it is. Exactly. No, seriously though. So meanwhile, oh. the uh, the rancor is on the loose, fucking up the town, and nobody can stop it. Mando tries to stop it and almost gets eaten. But his Beskar helmet prevents him from getting monched on the head. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. That was just so funny. Such a great detail. Then Grogu just watch, walks up, and he uses his powers to put the Rancor to sleep. Very much like Anakin with the Reek. Yeah, Anakin in with the, the Reek. In yeah, the, in the Genosis. Yeah, yeah. And then thing. you know, it's just God so funny. Bless the Force. There's so there's some really funny memes after you know that there's the uh, the the Breaking Bad meme with Gus where he's all like, "I do this and you do that. We are not the same." Yeah. The best one is like. I put rancors to sleep and then sleep with rancors. <laughs> you kill rancors. We are not the same. <laughs> Thank you. Which is kind of funny because it carries over to like the brutality of Luke basically being 
this orphan child misraised like the way his his the way he deals with things it's like he went from being sweet and understanding to being kind of dark right and i think that makes total sense being luke vader's son it's this episode also shows that luke is or not this episode but in general that luke is very very dark in yeah, general he's a and gray then, jedi yeah he's, he's, he feels like a gray jedi. he's like i'm a master don't don't forget that exactly. i'm a master so you made yourself a master. Exactly. So Grogu falls asleep, curled up. Oh, he's curled up to the rancor. It's so fucking cute. And, uh, you know, that, that's a very true Star Wars moment. Yeah. That's totally a true Star totally, Wars moment. That's totally. That's Lucas' stamp of approval. All of them. Yeah. So the with, entire thing. So with the town safe, the Pikes decide to leave. And then Fennec Shand shows up like a ninja to where the Pikes and the mayor are all hanging out. And all the bosses from all the families. Yeah. And I, she fucking. Goodbye, bitch. Oh, my God. She literally is carrying the weight of the show by hanging the hammerhead mayor uh, and just chokes him out and then stabs the pike leader through the back. I mean, it was just like a ninja. She goes, here's why they call me Master Assassin. Exactly. Master Assassin. I swear Fennec to God, Shand. man. Fennec Shan is the goddamn best thing that ever happened to Star Wars. <laughs> You're welcome. Spotlight on Savage Shan. Savage as fuck, man. So, anyways, Savage. Everybody just sucks compared to her. Spirit. Period. I'm, I'm only taking pics of Fennec Shan. From there you go. Fennec Shan only. This is going to be a Fennec Shan only podcast. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so, pieces restored on Tatooine, and Fenton Shan walk the streets and bask in the you know glory of a job well done. And people giving him bread. And then we get people a close, giving him head. Then we get a closing shot of the moths and Santo, even the fucking rat droid all hanging out like, good job, guys. Yep. We got our family. Yeah. That's our family now. Yeah. So, finally, um, you know, the real true end is Grogu and Mando in the N1. Nabu starfighter flying through space, and we get a Crete's get a really cute scene of Grogu wanting to go fast. Yeah, and he's she's he's not he's in the like you know the the droid pod area, which he's, you knew is going to end up in, exactly. He's you know. knocking on the window with his little ball. He's like, "Yo, yo, I want to do that thing, Daddy." And yeah. he's like, "Okay, just one more time." And he hits the turbo button. And the episode ends, and off they go into season three of the Mandalorian. Exactly, <laughs> and now they don't have to go back and tell this story then again. Yeah, and Love it's it. funny because another closing thing that happened, which was kind of crazy, which happens in spaghetti western movies, is we finally heard the Boba Fett song. They didn't do those in the other episodes where it's all Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, it was really accentuated in this episode. And yeah. all the old Spaghetti Western movies I love always have, like, you know, the name of the main character in the song. Say the 
Wow. And it was kind of cool You're how they did that. You're blowing my mind right now. I yeah. never thought about that. So what's going to happen next? Brett, what do you think is going to happen next? I, I kind of hope that they leave this alone and there's yeah. not a season two of this. I think we would have heard that there's going to be a season two. Yeah. And now we get to see um, other these things happen in different... Because the, you know, the clothes... When they talk about the back to tank being being used, yeah. And oh yeah, Cobb so Vanth in there. Let's let, you know, post 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 episode deals. Uh, Cobb Vanth is in the uh, the back to tank with uh, with a uh, Thundercat. So I guarantee you that these guys are coming back and fucking Thundercat. Not only are you in Star Wars, but you're in Star Wars like four times. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I love Thundercat. You're going to be cosplay now. I can't wait. Um, so overall, who are you texting? Uh, Penny Lane. Oh, nice. Is that okay? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> Tell her I said hello. I uh, will. She's uh, she's working the Fox right now. Oh, um, I know. Caribou is playing. Well, anyways, um, so I think that our predictions that we had for this episode are like, yo, Luke's gonna come back. Like that would be the ultimate. But that's just an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. And there was no Harrison Ford. No Harrison Ford. No Crimson Dawn. So yeah, no, no, whatever. They and a knew. lot of people. And it's funny because when this episode came out, a lot of the like, I'm gonna say people who are younger than us who considered you know episode one through three like the best were like, there was no Crimson Dawn. No. There could have been like a dark jet. Like they were just like, why are you trying to fan fiction this shit? You got what you got. That's what. Uh, the, yeah. You got what you got. We could do a whole show on my, you know, being perplexed on... On people's hate. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. But You, you hate know, it, and you love it, and but, yeah. And you're still going to watch it. Yep. You're still going to buy all the shit. So I think, in my, I have a theory to what's going to happen next. My theory is this. Uh, episode three of The Mandalorian is going to be some Mandalorian adventures, but I think you might see The Mandalorian trying to go back to Mandalore. You know, because he's got the dark saber. Yeah, he's a rightful heir apparent to Mandalore. And if you know anything about Star Wars, basically, if you have the dark saber, you are the ruler of Mandalore. Right. And the fact that there's like these things about you know people riding beasts are kind of foreshadowing. You know, because the great savior Mandalore will ride a, you know the beast. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. And then also with Boba Fett, I expect to see Boba Fett and Fennec Shand in the Mandalorian episode season three. Right. He's going to need backup or for whatever. Totally. But I almost feel like um, I have a theory that Cobb Vanth will be told by Boba Fett, like, hey, I want you to look out for Mos Ves- Vos Espa and, you know, be the, the Daimo yeah, of yeah. Tatooine because he's fair, he's a good fighter, so on and so forth. And then Boba's just going to get sick of you know, running a, a city or a town or... And just go do his thing. Well, I think he's going to eventually join Din, the Mandalorian, on his uh, mission to reclaim Mandalore. Because everything we've seen in this last season of Boba Fett is Boba Fett trying things out. He's like, I'm a killer. I almost died. I saw, you know, my life go, you know, <coughs> like flash between my eyes in the Sarlacc pit. He ended up with the Tuskins. He's like, I'm going to be a Tuskin. He's like, I want to do good. I'm going to free Tatooine. I want a family. I want a tribe. I want a clan. I really think we're going to see him join up with the Mandalorian on the quest to reclaim Mandalore. I think so, too. I think that there's a good chance we're going to see that, because that would be such a fulfilling... But I also wonder, it's like, how many times can you go back and forth with that? You well, know? Here, here's the thing, though. We haven't seen it in live action. True. And in the, in the, in the scape of things, I mean, the bigger scope of things, we would think that that could happen. But then it leads me to believe things like the sequels happen. So if like the Empire or the sorry, the First Order 
was out there doing fucked up shit, wouldn't you think that the like the Mandalorians would be involved somehow in I stopping would think that? So. I mean, by now, well, not by now. It's but in a few years in this timeline, you're going to start seeing the First Order recruiting children. Yeah, and I see foundlings, foundlings. Yeah, and I see recruiting with you know air quotes to be stormtroopers. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I, I mean, there's just so much that can happen. With, so think about that. With The Mandalorian. And we don't know if The Mandalorian is going to make it past season three. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to see a couple good shows. We're still waiting for the Rogue One show. We're waiting for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And um, there's also rumblings about the High Republic possibly getting moved on to some live action stuff. Um, rebranding like the Jedi. Like yeah. Kind of like starting from scratch. Making them that. more like wizards and shit. Exactly. Um, and I don't know. I just think that the, the, the world is wide open for Star Wars. A lot of people were hating on it, you know, and I, I disliked. I say just go with that. I mean, overall, I like the Mandalorian more than the Book of Boba Fett, but the Book of Boba Fett did some things that I really loved. Exactly. And I really enjoyed. I'm And I'm just a Star Wars purist. Just give me all of it. Give it all. Give, give it, it all, all to give me. Give it all to Brett. Give it all to me. All right, Brett. You got any closing thoughts on that? No, I don't actually. Um, and I'm eagerly waiting the next show. We'll be right back. Star Wars Transformers. The Slave One and the Millennium Falcon locked in combat. Suddenly, the Slave One unleashes its secret weapon, changing into the deviously destructive Boba Fett mech. Oh yeah. What's this? But the Millennium Falcon has a surprise of its own, doubling its power by changing into the heroic Han Solo and Chewbacca mechs. Charge up the main gun. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Star Wars Transformers, Millennium Falcon and Slave One sold separately. What episode is this? 27. 27. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do for the 30th? I don't know. We'll, th- we'll figure it out then. That's a big one. Dirty 30. A big one. Dirty, dirty 30. Dirty 30. Yeah. So we wanted to go ahead and uh, do a couple of mentions of this episode. Uh, locally, there's a lot of good stuff going on. Um, our pals at Cape and Cal Comics are having a big Girl Scout cookie sale. Yeah. As long as, you know, providing Oakland, uh, downtown Oakland, with all the comics you need. So that's Cape and Cal in Oakland. Look them up. And then also we'd like to send out a shout out to my friends at You Good Dog. So You Good Dog is a CBD company for dogs. They provide and produce uh, magnificent CBD support products for your pet. You Good Dog was founded uh, by avid dog lovers, and they were inspired to create a pet wellness brand offering USDA certified organic and premium grade broad spectrum CBD products with zero THC. Each product is formulated specifically for dogs. Each ingredient is consciously sourced and tested for both purity and quality to ensure safety for all of our furry family friends. So check out You Good Dog uh, at UGUD dog.com huh. yeah so their, their whole focus have you tried them yeah i have um and i gave some of the bandit too <laughs> yeah. no so um they, are they human grade the uh you know they can be they're a bacon bits um comparable to other dog treats i've had but like you know the infusion of cbd is really cool um i've been uh giving to bandit bandit my dog is a senior dog he's 11 years old and he seems to like him. Cool. Um, I'm noticing uh, it gives him a bit of a calming effect. Um, and it also, you know, CBD is, is uh, proven to support, uh, you know, everybody, uh, bones, uh, right. muscles, everything else. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, so big up to you, you, cool. good, you good dog. You can find him at U-G-U-D-D-O-G.com if you want to check out their CBD products for pets. Cleo looks forward to it. Yeah. Got totally. a bottle for you, homie. Um, aside <laughs> from that, you know, it's been a good episode. We really appreciate 
all of you joining us once again. Yeah, totally. Really appreciate it. And um, as always, let us know if you ever need anything. Yeah, we're trying to diversify our podcast, but not only, you know, talking about toys, but also talking about toy news, the finance uh, behind toys, the toy industry in general, and just try to give you a more robust picture of, you know, uh, where you're spending your money on things in general. Yeah, uh, I'm starting. To, we mentioned it earlier, but I'm starting to see an uptick of people in the the shop and online, just you know, needing these things for a release. Yeah. So we're doing, you know, stick with it, you guys. Stick with it. Stick with us. And yeah. stick with you know. And we love we love you. Yeah, and I love you, Sammy. I really do. Love you too, buddy. And oh. like, you know, like we say it at the end of every show, peace, peace through, through plastic, plastic. toys. You'll never outgrow us. Each sold separately. I like those odds. Uh,